Hello and welcome to It's Showtime. I'm Ryan Sutton. And I'm Jordana Weekly. We're with you every week with some of the top musical theatre songs, interviews with performing arts schools, and of course, our musical of the week. And opening this week's show was the overture from Phantom of the Opera. The Phantom of the Opera is a musical with music by Andrew Lloyd Webber, lyrics by Charles Hart, and a book by Andrew Lloyd Webber and Richard Stilgo. Based on the French novel of the same name by Gaston Leroux, its central plot revolves around a beautiful soprano, Christine, who becomes the obsession of a mysterious, disfigured musical genius living in the subterranean labyrinth beneath the Paris Opera House. Michael Crawford starred in the title role with Sarah Brightman as Christine and Steve Barton as Raoul. Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber has written some uh, other well-known love songs, uh, one of them being from Jesus Christ Superstar. Turn my head I'd be- 
was Joanna Ample in the 1996 revival of Jesus Christ Superstar, which was performed at the Lyceum Theatre and ran for a year and a half. The musical was directed by Gail Edwards. It starred Steve Balsamo and Zubin Varia as Jesus and Judas, and Joanna Ample as Mary Magdalene, along with Alice Cooper as King Herod. After Jesus Christ Superstar, Oklahoma played a limited run in 1999 before The Lion King opened in September 1999 and it has been performing at the Lyceum Theatre ever since. It's also touring the UK again this year, um, so keep your eyes peeled because I think we have some tickets left at Wales Millennium Centre. I can see what's happening. What? And they don't have a clue. Who? They'll fall in love and here's the bottom line. Our trio's down the tube. Oh. The sweet caress of twilight. There's magic everywhere. And with all this romantic atmosphere, disaster's in the air. see the truth about my past impossible she'd turn away from me he's holding back he's hiding but what i can't decide why won't he be the king i know he is the king i
Now, of course, we all know The Lion King was written by Elton John and Tim Rice for the Disney animation film, which was then turned into the musical. Um, another Disney film turned into a musical is Frozen, uh, which is also opening in Drury Lane later this year. Okay, can I just say something crazy? <laughs> I love crazy. Cause like, I've been searching my whole life to find my own place And maybe it's the party talking, or the chocolate fondue But with you, but with you, I found my place I see face, And it's nothing like I've, I've ever known before Love is an open door And now it's time for our musical of the week. And what we got, Joe? So this week's musical of the week is Grease, which is a 1971 musical by Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey. 
and it's named after the 1950s United States working class youth sculpt culture known as Greasers. The musical is set in 1959 at fictional Rydell High and follows 10 working class teenagers as they navigate the complexities of peer pressure, politics, personal core values and love.
be some more from our Musical of the Week Greece a little later in the show, but first, some news. Andrew Lloyd Webber's The Wizard of Oz is set to have its regional premiere at The Curve as part of its Made at Curve 2020 season, and it comes as the venue prepares to stage the first performance of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Love Never Dies UK tour. So it's very interesting, and I'm talking about The Wizard of Oz, apparently... A new musical film version of The Wizard of Oz is in the works um, and they're saying it's a new animated feature which comes with a twist. So it'll be presented from the perspective of Dorothy's iconic dog, Toto, who joins the Kansas youngster as she's whisked away to the magical land of Oz. So, yeah, I I don't know. I'm really intrigued um, with regards to that film. What do you think, Rai? Well, let's just hope it's uh, more successful than the last one. I know. And, you know, perfect chance for me to uh, so what? play a little song from Wizard of Oz now. Good idea. Here we go. Come out, come out wherever you are And meet the young lady who fell from a star
physically, positively, absolutely, undeniably, and reliably dead. As coroner, I must add her, I've thoroughly examined her, and she's not only merely dead, she's really most sincerely dead. Some more news now, and Chichester Festival Theatre has announced its 2020 season, with shows running from spring right the way through until the winter. The venue's artistic director, Daniel Evans, will direct the new revival of Rogers and Hammerstein's South Pacific from the 6th of July till the 29th of August in the Festival Theatre. Set during the Second World War, the show will star Gina Beck, uh, Julian Ovenden, Joanna Ampel and Rob Hootchin, um, who will be playing Cable. And from South Pacific, this is Bali High. Most people live on a lonely island Lost in the middle of a foggy sea Most people long for another Oh, 
I'm joined by Shelley from Shelley Norton Stage School and Management and we're here at the Talent Shack. Hi Shelley. Hello. Thank you so so much for letting us join you this evening. Oh you're very welcome. So can you tell us a bit about the Talent Shack? Well the Talent Shack is home to Shelley Norton Stage School and Management and yes it is essentially me but it's me wearing lots of different hats. So the Talent Shack is our community space essentially like yes the stage school and the agency run from here but um we very we were very lucky just before christmas it was a good christmas uh the national lottery phoned me up and told me that the application i'd been working on all year um had been successful and i got a nice little pot of money to create a theater space here in the talent Fantastic. so for the last five years we've been you know, a rehearsal space. Um, we've got a big like dance floor and a big sort of sofa area that becomes an audience. It, it was kind of like an ad hoc mismatching sofas, pull some crochet blankets and cushions around and let's put on a show type vibe, which I really liked. And that was a really nice way um, to introduce theatre and musical theatre to children in a really sort of informal way. But five years on, I thought, no, I'm gonna step things up a bit and um, the lottery agreed and we're going to have um, rake, I, I know I'm on the radio and I'm using my hands loads <laughs> <laughs> but like retractable raked seating so you'd see it in like Chapter Art Centre or the Western Studio in the Wales Millennium Centre yes. so you've got like a flexible working space you can have it as like a posh theatre 74 seater lovely red benches oh I can't wait and um and then this, you know, lovely lighting. We've got a really nice lighting rig and full PA. And what this does is it opens up a whole world of schools, workshops, community performances. Theatre companies can now not only rehearse here, they can perform here. So for like those little, maybe R&D, um, oh, what does R&D stand for? Research and development <laughs> projects, there we go. It's bad to use abbreviations, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Those companies can come in, rehearse a new work, and then perform it. And it's seeing things through from that day one, in, this is like my thing, right? Day one in rehearsals where you've got nothing, you might just have a script or an idea and an empty space. And then over a period of time, which might be 10 weeks, it might be a weekend, it might be a day, by the end of it, out comes the theater, the lights come on, and there's a full show. And we've got the facilities here. We've got sets, we've got props, we've got a costume department, and then we've got the skills of all our teachers and professionals working here. That it's just sort of a schools program or community program just waiting to happen. The idea that people will come in here that don't know anything about theatre and will leave having made some, that is so empowering, that experience they don't need to have any sort of knowledge or prior anything. You just you don't have to be like a jazz hands baby, you know, like <laughs> yeah, you know, like loving the glitter. You don't any of that. You just come in, and um, so many schools are being um, really like proactive and supportive of the work I'm doing, which is just fab. So um, I'm hoping to introduce theatre to lots and lots of school children and community groups. Five years you've had the Talent Shack going? Yes. Yeah. So over those five years, what have you been up to? Oh my gosh, well, um, started off with just classes. I knew I wanted to do musical theatre and acting because they're my two things. I think acting is at the core of everything because that's my background. I used to be an actress. Some of you might remember many years ago, a little programme called Satellite City, 
and I was Mandy in Satellite City. And I have, I have that haircut back again. My Mandy cut is back. And um, people are like recognizing me again. And it's like, oh, that, was, that was like 1999 I finished doing that job, did I? Or was it 97? Oh, it was late 90s. And I just can't believe, it is bizarre. It's quite nice. It's like maybe a Peter Pan element in me. I haven't really <laughs> aged, so I'm going with that. I'm going with that. Um, so yeah, now I've stayed school. I've got an agency. So acting was at the core. I knew that was something I could share and pass on to young people, and I was passionate about that. Then I realised the importance of musical theatre with young people. Wasn't really into musical theatre, but I, once I started my stage school, I realised if children get up and have a sing and have a dance and do a bit of drama and just kind of muck in and it's fun and dynamic and vibrant they accidentally learn stuff and they accidentally get confident and find their voice and find their sort of who they are whereas if you just give them a dry script that's a harder longer journey so musical theatre has been amazing we've done so many shows we've done Alice in Wonderland we've done Seussical We've done The Wizard of Oz, we've done The Adams Family. Um, and now Legally Blonde, Aladdin and Peter Pan are coming up this year. And all of them will be in our own theatre at the Talent Shack. So that's the big step up. We've gone from just having classes and rehearsals here to now being able to do the finished product all under one roof. He's a perfect little boy, but he's acting very strange. Is it all a part of growing up, or did something make him change? We could just lay down the law. We could simply let him grow. Oh, where are the instructions on how to raise a child? Who has the instructions on how to raise a child? Who has all the answers? I don't know. So in the Talent Shack, you have different groups, is that correct? Because the yes. Legally Blonde Junior is being performed by your musical theatre senior group. What other groups have you got? Right, so we start with the, our little minis. So from three to six on a Saturday morning, um, our little three, four, five-year-olds turn up and they do their drama, singing and dance. Um, and then our juniors, which is like the core of the school, they're all seven to 14, um, they take up the rest of Saturday and they're the ones doing Peter Pan and Aladdin. So there's a morning group and an afternoon group. And then a senior Sunday afternoon, um, four till seven on a, on a Sunday. And they're kind of, you know, in a perfect world, a senior group would be 16, 17, 18, 19. But we've got a new seniors. So we're encouraging our 12, 13 year olds, come on guys, be in the, and, and that's the, the core of Legally Blonde really. And there are sort of older juniors. You know, there's that, that as a drama teacher that you see that phase of like when they turn 11-ish yeah. and they're like, oh, there's seven year olds in my group. But you're like, oh, you're but still that's, you're still so small. <laughs> yeah. And they desperate, they're desperate to get older. And you just, as a mum, then you desperately want to keep them younger. But, um. But yeah, that's from, we start from three, we go up our seniors, older seniors, 17, 18, and then the Talent Shack has got an adult acting group as well, and they've been putting on plays and doing masterclasses and things. So, whew, 
Wow, very, very busy, very busy. So Legally Blonde yes. at the Talent Shack. Yes. Can you give us a bit of information about Legally Blonde? Okay, it's very pink. I wanted, those of you that know the Broadway version, you know, for Oh My God, you guys, and they look out of the windows, the shuttered windows, and I was like, I want that, like a spoiled, like Veruca Salt. <laughs> but I want my windows, I want the shutters. And um, there was some head shaking, like, Shelley, that's a huge piece of set. Now, come on. But then one of our lovely dads, Mr. Steve Harding, he's a, a genius carpenter, and um, he was like, you know what? I think I can do that. I, oh, and that's just, it is, you know, it is the families that just make all this, you know, oh, I feel tingly thinking about them. It is the community around, you know, the shows are kind of secondary. The shows, you know, bring people together, but it is those lovely moments where people just step in and do fabulous things. So like build um, a house for us with shutters <laughs> on two floors, I can't believe it. So um, it's very pink. We've been spray painting things pink with a little bit of turquoise chucked in. Um, it's really bright and glittery and camp. Um, but because it's the junior version, it's got a lovely innocence to it as well. Um, and it's a real family show. It's good fun, it zips through. It's got so much comedy. We've actually got two real dogs. So not just one dog. I thought we would just have one dog, but no, apparently Tristan and Rihanna, who are our lovely directors, saying, oh no, we need the second dog, Buster. Who oh, yes, they go the and rescue, dog. yeah, Paulette's um, dog. So it's okay, so we'll have a chihuahua for act one, and then we've got this other, I don't know what he is, but this gorgeous little black dog of Rihanna's in act two. So we've just got to do a dog swap over in the interval. Oh my gosh. Thank God it's my own venue and not a council run venue. Oh, we don't even want to go down that route when it comes to stuff like that <laughs> yeah. at all. I mean, that sounds incredible. So it's a big, big step to take as well, isn't it? It is a big step, but I've, when you've got a huge, lovely team and all these smiley faces of young people, just, it, oh, I don't know, it just carries me on. And it's scary, but things are meant to be scary. It's good scary. I've got to step out of your comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. And if I'm not pushing things forward, things will just sort of stagnate and we'll just tick along and then we'll have our moment and then things would just sort of fade away. I think it takes so a, a business and organization like this, it takes that kind of, you know, crazy lady at the front to be just pushing it forward and going, no, you know what? I got an idea. <laughs> and then you just see people around me going, oh God, oh, no. oh, what is this? And then, you know, you just rope them in and then they're all like coming along with you. So, um, you know, it's good, scary, and it's what will keep me going by reinventing this place and pushing forward. I will do this forever. <laughs> Well, I've worked with you at previous yeah, venues yeah. when you had another small, uh, very a small school at the time, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, so to see that grow and to see you grow into the talent shack, which I think is really exciting, and your agency as well, yeah. which is fantastic. And when you think of the talent shack and you think of the all the groups, as you mentioned, it's such a big community. It is a family, yeah. and all the like all the not the children, the adults, the seniors, the teenagers, mm. all grow up with that support and the feeling of being in a family yeah and something love I was told something lovely in fact this time last week and I I had a little cry I think I was having a particularly emotional weekend anyway um but one of my first students lovely young people who um she started I won't say her name just in case she started coming to classes when she was quite small 
Um, her mum got really involved with helping me with the shows. Um, I got a lovely audition. She got a lovely job. I'm saying lovely too much, but it was all yeah, very lovely. It was all lovely. <laughs> um, she had a great little uh, voice in a cartoon for a few years. Did had some great um, audition experience going up to London. Worked with Rankin, the photographer, uh, on some amazing photo shoots. And anyway, now she's moved away from musical theatre and performing, and she wants to. I think it's law. I'm pretty sure she, she wants to go into law. So she's auditioning not auditioning that's my word interviewing for harvard okay wow she's serious she's hardcore she had to do an essay about who was the most influential person in your childhood and she wrote about me Aww. and when her mom was telling me i didn't think she was i was like oh yeah and who, who did who and it didn't enter my head she was going to say my name and then when she did it just knocked me for six because i just realized that all these young people, you know, I've been doing this 10 years now, they're growing up and they're looking back on and getting nostalgic and, and putting it all together, like how important these classes and these shows have been. And that's me. Congratulations. <laughs> so, no, that's good. Yeah, I, I, I have had a little flag flying moment thinking that, that, you know, and that's it. That's all. I don't need awards and things. I just need to see these lovely kids growing up and doing their thing and just remembering the time they've had at the Talent Shack. You know? So if you don't mind me asking, you mentioned that you were obviously on telly. Mm. Um, you've, you've, your previous uh, job or occupation was an actress. Mm -hmm. um, so can you tell us a little bit about that, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, yeah. Um, I... As a, as a kid, I used to do extra work with my dad because my dad was very tall and I had really long hair. So we were, we were like really useful in an extras agency. <laughs> so I was like um, sort of refugee in war films. I, my dad would always be policeman and I'd be like an urchin with like, you know, scruffy hair and you know, um, grubby little cheeks and things. And so that got, I, I had some nice little TV credits um, and I just grew up doing shows and being on doing telly stuff with my dad then I went to Rose Bruford you know fast forward a couple of years did a BA in acting at Rose Bruford when I was in my third year I was so itching to just get out of there and get jobs and get working I got my headshots really early I had my CV sorted out and I think because I was Welsh in London I was very aware of my Welshness I was looking back to Cardiff and going okay what's going on what's happening and I was contacting people I was coming back to see plays. I was making, watching credits at the end of TV thing, you know, picking up names, keeping my ear to the ground what was going on. And I heard about auditions for a young girl. They didn't know they'd been casting for ages and they just couldn't get the type right for a new BBC Wales sitcom that had been a radio show previously, really anarchic, crazy um, radio show, um, wanting to cast the young girl. So I sent off my photo and CV uh, to the production company and they phoned me up and they said you just got to come in and I was like well, what do I need to prepare and I remember this conversation with the lady I was talking to was just laughing and she said seriously just come <laughs> I don't know. and I was like okay so they sent me the script which I learned cover to cover and I will say to my actors just learn just learn it just learn it. The job will go to someone who's taken the time to learn the script to learn the script. It's showing that you're you've got that want that you know, yeah. you get and, and also, you're kind of, 
you're saying, well, I am the character. Look how natural these words are to me. Because, like, I just am. Like, you don't have to look anywhere else because it's me. You know, you want to take all doubt away from them. Even if they say, oh, don't worry if you've got the script. Ignore them. Learn it. So then I auditioned. I got the job. And I did Satellite City. We filmed it live every week in front of an audience um, for three years. Not like continuously every week, that would be weird. But um, we did three (laughs) series of six episodes each. And yeah, it was the making of me, you know, it was the making of the Shelley brand. You know, I didn't realize I was funny. Um, I didn't realize that being quirky and kooky and just being me and being Welsh would be the foundation of a career. But, um, But it really was, and it was amazing. And the lovely actress who plays, played Moira, Ree Richards, We've like become friends again. We were always in touch, but you know, Facebook does that marvelous thing of like, you know, you can reach out to friends again. Yeah. And um and we're great mates now and we go out together and people are like, Oh my god, are you is that like are you Moira? And then she'll be like, Yeah, I'm Moira and she's Mandy and we'll be like, Hey yeah <laughs> And I have no shame. No, I love we it. shouldn't. I'm just really That's proud all. of it, you know, yeah. it's such a fabulous show to be part of. <laughs> And am I right? Well, I'm, I know I'm right because you have quite a few of your um, clients on your books in a very well-known series, dramas, you name it. Um, Keeping Faith being one. Yes, yeah, Keeping Faith and then His Dark Materials. Basically, we've got a really lovely agency of young actors who we see in classes and we see them grow and develop so then we can talk to casting directors and say, hey, you want this type of actor. And that's the difference with an extras agency that just go on photo and looks and measurements. What we do is we say, no, we've got the right young actor for you. Um, You know, they've got the right sense of humor or they can, you know, do very emotional scenes or they're really cheeky. And we know them that well, um, that we place the right young person in the right job. And then the adults we represent, which is quite, you know, that's the newest branch to to the business. But um, the adults we represent are graduates from drama school, they're established actors with really nice CVs, um, and we're just there to push their careers with them. And that, that's like a, a sort of a hand-holding, you know, between the two of us, come on, you know, we're both on the phone, we're both working. And I love that, being on the other side, rather than being the actor now, being the person to support the actor. Um, and that's what an agent should be. And an agent should never be scary or statusy and i think there is that myth that agents are like that when really agents should just be like that best mate that you just need at those times who's got really good contacts and can you know negotiate a really good contract and tell you when your headshot needs updating and all and is just on your case and motivating you and keeping you going um and i've got a great team of agents with louisa and nick that work tirelessly through the week 
just yeah pushing our clients and we're just so lucky in Cardiff to have all these great programs like keeping faith you know it's it's incredible we're very lucky very very lucky so if anyone listening would like to potentially bring their children along uh, to the talent shack how would they get in touch um the best thing is to go to the website which is shellynorton.co.uk um s-h-e-l-l-e-y-n-o-r-t-o-n.co.uk um and just get in touch with us you know all our classes information is on there there's a little contact form i'm sure my phone number's on there on facebook the shelly norton management page message me i'm quite easy to get hold of i think um yeah she is i promise (laughs) and i love talking to people so you know come at me with you know i get lots of messages every day you know i've got a seven-year-old who loves this what should i do or i'm 20 and i don't know what to do next what should i do i love that and you can just have a conversation or you can pop in and join in you know it's whatever whatever then that the business develops and grows depending on what's needed and what people ask me for and then I react to that and I think that's why we stay current and busy with lots of facets to what we do because we're responsive to what people need there'll be more from Jodana at the talent shack just after the news why we're here I see it in your eyes I guess it calms my fear to know it's not a surprise I thought one look at you looking like a dream come true would leave me speechless like you always do but now we're wide awake we've got some plans to make let's take some action baby so baby give me your hand I've got some dreams to make true I've got the future I'll play It's time to get serious Time to get serious with you I never thought that I oh, Honey, I'm not finished Oh, sorry Since I was two or three My life was planned out neat I'd get my law degree in my senate seat a big white house back east Uh-oh. all of the amenities yeah. three kids at least just like the kennedys here's where our lives, our begin. lives begin but just where do you fit in? Fit me in i'll break it down now baby so baby give me your hand, my hand, my hand. i've got some dreams to make true i know that you'll understand gonna be a senator when I'm 30. I'm gonna need somebody serious. Less of a Marilyn, more of a Jackie. Serious. Somebody classy and not too tacky. What? Okay, that came out wrong. <laughs> Baby, let's both be strong. I mean, we've known all along. Just shut up. What does that mean? 
am not Jackie. I'm not serious. But I am seriously in love with you. Baby, my future's all planned. I've got some dreams to make true. I thought that you'd understand. It's time to get serious. Time to get serious. Check, please. Welcome back to It's Showtime. And that was Serious from Legally Blonde. And now Legally Blonde Junior is being produced by... Uh, the Talent Shack, which is on Panarth Road in Cardiff. And uh, Joe has spent some time there this week and spoke to the cast. I'm currently at the Talent Shack on Panarth Road and I'm joined by Rachel, who is currently playing Elle Woods in Legally Blonde Junior for the Talent Shack. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you. So can you give us a bit of an inf- some information about your role as Elle Woods? Um, well, she's one of my favourites because it's my favourite show. Um, so when I got cast the role, I immediately went home and watched the film about nine times. And like, learning how to kind of become her on stage has been really like eye-opening experience because I don't usually act like her on a daily basis, but I do enjoy being her on stage. So it's been really cool to have a look at that. Fantastic. So can you tell us a bit about the Talent Shack? So are you a member of the Talent Shack or um, are you a member of the agency? Um, I'm part of the agency and I do join seniors, which is what this is. And yeah, it's really cool. Shelley's so nice and she's really inclusive with everyone. She treats everybody as friends and she never lets you go unnoticed. It's really nice. So you're part of the agency. Can you tell us when you got into musical theatre? What's your earliest memory? Um, I've always liked attention from when I was little. I used to get up and sing and I like to get involved with everybody because I feel like you can make so many friends being in musical theatre and it's the singing and you're not yourself. I think it's cool to be able to discover new characters because you kind of find yourself while being someone else. I've always loved it. So can you think, if you think back to your first musical you ever saw, can you remember what that musical was? I think the first musical I ever saw was a pantomime which they turned into a musical of Cinderella in the new theatre and I watched and everything they did I was just flabbergasted I got chills from all of the songs and the lights everywhere and I was just watching the little kids dance I was like I want to be on stage with them right now and it was amazing I loved it so would you say that's where your love began I did and then from there I just watched loads more musicals and I got obsessed and it's all the music I listened to was from Les Mis and Six and I loved all of it. It just gets give me chills. So if you if you looking back at the shows that you've done, what what are your mem what's what memorable shows have you performed in? I'd say Bugsy Malone. I played Tallulah and I learned so much from that because of course she's a very unique character. So being her was very scary, but I loved it so much and I learned a lot from that show. And if you could tell our listeners, give them a reason to come and watch Legally Blonde, what would it be? Um, Come see a good show where people are having fun, singing on stage, dancing, and we've put a lot of work into it and it's going really well and I think you'd enjoy it. Fantastic. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us this evening. Break a leg for show week and yeah, thank you so, so much. Thank you. So I'm joined by Nadia from the Talent Shack. Hi, Nadia. Hello. Hello. Um, can you tell me what role you're playing in Legally Blonde Junior? 
I get to play the awesome role of Paulette. My favourite. She's <laughs> such a gem. I'm so privileged. And how do you feel? Yeah, so how are rehearsals going? Oh, it's brilliant. I can't wait. Like, every Sunday I wake up and I'm ready to go. So, But when they tell me to come in at three, I'm always here. I'm always ready to go. It's just, it's such a pleasure every time. They're yeah. such good directors as well. Tristan and Rianne are just perfect. Fantastic. So have you been in musical theatre before? So are you, you know, is it something you've done from a young age? I wouldn't say I've done it from a young age, but when I got into it, it's been like an everyday thing. So, uh, what, the first time I ever wanted to get into musical theatre was when I went to go see Wicked in the West End when I was about 12 years old. And then since then, I knew that I wanted to be on stage because I used to play a brass instrument. So I would have been in the pit had things not had I not gone to see Wicked and I decided no I want to sing I want to be on the stage not underneath it yes and what what instrument do you play though um I play the tenor horn oh wow yeah fantastic but that's always good to have that as a backup obviously with the singing so have you been in any shows then so obviously you're in Legally Blonde Junior but prior to Talent Shack, what, what have you been involved in? Any companies, any school productions? I've done a lot of school productions. I've done Half a Sixpence, I've done Into the Woods and Les Miserables. So, what school are you in? Because I think I know, but what school are you in? I go to Stanwell. Fantastic. Now, we mentioned just before Christmas, because that's when the performance took place, was Les Mis, the school edition. How did that go? That was absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's definitely the biggest show the school has ever done, because they did it about 12 or 15 years ago, and... Um, one of the directors just came in and was like, I want to do it bigger and better. <laughs> so we started rehearsing for Les Mis two months earlier than we normally would for any senior show. And it was, you know, three nights a week and it was pretty intense. And, but it was, it was wonderful. Like, oh, it's the best experience I've ever had. I made so many friends and memories. It's, it's lovely, honestly. Amazing. So if you could give any reason for our listeners to come and watch Legally Blonde, what would it be? We've been working so hard on this since early September and we're so, so, so proud of it. Plus we have a whole new theatre being put up in the Talent Shack and it would be with professional lighting. We have mics and a beautiful set of the original, you know, um, Delta New House is being built and it would be an absolute pleasure if you came to see it. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us this evening or letting me pull you away from your rehearsals. A big, big break a leg for the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Elle, if a girl like you can't win back a man, then there is no hope for the rest of us. You go and you fight for him. The Irish fear nothing and no one. They keep fighting till everyone's dead. I'm not sure where this metaphor's going. I just felt like it had to be said There's a guy at that party who loves you Something most of us only dream of You go out there and you get some The country I'm joined by Dylan, James and Louis from Legally Blonde Junior at the Talent Shack. Hello. Hello. So, 
Dylan, can you tell me what role you're playing in the show? I'm playing Warner and he's like, he just loves himself and like, yeah, you just have to like really be really cheesy. And, and do you enjoy playing this role? Yeah, it's a fun role. <laughs> it's not like you? No. no. So musical theatre, how did you get involved in the Talent Shack? Um, well, I've been like doing musical theatre with Shelley since I was like three or four. So when I first started, I was like, I was really shy before I started. Um, but then now, because I've been doing musical theatre for such a long time, I've built my confidence up and now I'm just so much more confident than I used to be. And then I have James. Hi, James. Hi. Can you tell me what role you're playing in Legally Blonde? I am playing the baddie Professor Callahan. Yeah, he's a, very, he's a meanie. He is a meanie. And how, how are you enjoying the role? Yeah, it's uh, it's really fun. He's not like me in real life, obviously. I mean, I think these guys can tell me, and hopefully. Um, yeah, it's been really fun playing Professor Callahan because like he's nothing like me at all. Yeah. And with regards to musical theatre, is this the first show you've done, or have you done any performances before? Yeah, it's the first show I've done with uh, Shelley Norton, but uh, I have done musical theatre performances in the past. So I played Reuben in uh, Joseph Technic and a Dreamcoat. Yeah, and that was really fun. I think probably my favourite. Um, and I have like been more background in other musicals, like my school did, which is high school, uh, did um, Into the Woods, and that was really fun. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Fantastic. So, have you are you enjoying your your time and rehearsals at the Talent Shack? Yeah, it's really fun. Everyone's really nice as well, so it makes it like. The, the experience better. So then I've got Louis. So Louis, what role are you playing? I'm playing Emmett Forrest. And how are you feeling about this role, Emmett? He's really kind. He's like the type of person who wouldn't go away on holiday to get tanned. He'd stay at home reading a book under a tree. Nice, nice. And have you, are you, have you been part of Talent Shack for a while or is this your first show with them? I've done t uh, two previous shows before this one. What one for them? I did Bugsy Malone and Madagascar. Mm. Fabulous. So is this the first senior role you did? Because wasn't Madagascar and Bugsy Millen, were they the younger group? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And how are you enjoying the rehearsal process? Well, I feel like it's, it's much more mature up in the senior because back in the juniors, like, it's more, more mature with, with older people. And yeah, it's really fun. So if you could give our listeners a reason to come and watch this show, what would it be? It's fun, exciting, um, funny as well. Uh, there are some really cool moments and it is explosive. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really funny because like in some parts, it's just the silence. It's just, it just makes it even more funny because they, in the show, they stop like a couple of seconds and then because they know like it's just it just makes it so much more funny if you like singing and dancing this is the show for you yeah. and i ask everyone this and i have pre-warned you um so i hope you've had a chance to think about this question what is your favorite musical 
Louis, I'm going to come to you because you look more confident. I think you've got this down. Okay. My favourite musical is School of Rock because I got really close to getting into it in London. Did you? I got to the last three. Yeah. Amazing. Playing what instrument? Um, I played two instruments, but I got close on the piano. Amazing. Congratulations. It's always next time. If not this time, there's always next time. Keep going. Yeah. Louis also broke his arm, so he looks like dear Evan Hansen as well. Just want to point that out. <laughs> so School of Rock for you, James. Ooh, really hard, actually. Because uh, I love, I've seen loads of musicals, especially at the Millennium uh, Centre. But it has to be a tie between Sound of Music okay. and Les Mis. Yeah. Very different ones, though. Yeah. I think that's oh, good. Les Mis is quite dark. And yeah. And the music is brief quite happy <laughs> yeah. that's two they contrast they've got two contrasting ones so that's that's good choice what about you Dylan um I have two I've got the Lion King which I got the, got a main part in which I really like that's why I liked it um and Matilda because I got really close in being in um London amazing amazing gosh you've got like you're amazing Seriously, this is fantastic. So Matilda, you're also saying that's a good one as well. Again, there's always next time. Do not feel defeated. There's always a next time. And just keep going at it, because if you love it that much, you will get there. You will definitely get there. When I grow up, I will be tall enough to reach the branches that I need to reach to climb the trees you get to climb when you're grown up. When I grow up I will be smart enough to answer all The questions that you need to know The answers to before you're grown up And when I grow up I will eat sweets every day On the way to work and I will go to bed late every night And I will wake up when the sun comes up And I will watch cartoons until my eyes go square And I won't care cos I'll be all grown up When I grow up
I'm joined by Tristan, who is the director for Legally Blonde Junior at the Talent Shack. Hi, Tristan. Hello. Thank you so, so much for joining us this evening, or letting us join you, actually, during your rehearsals. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your role in the Talent Shack and on Legally Blonde Junior? Yes, so it's really exciting. So I'm the director, at, well, co-director, so me and my best friend, Rihanna, come as a massive team, so directing and choreographing the show. So it's all going really good. Um, yeah, excited. Very, very excited. And it's the 27th to the 29th of February. Um, so how did you become involved in the Legally Blonde Junior Directed? Are you part of Talent Shack or have you come in, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, so I'm part of the agency with Shelley Norton, so I'm acting with them. And then I've been doing some teaching with Shelley now over the last couple of years, done some of the summer schools, we've done Great Showman, we've done School of Rock. But this is the first show I'm going to be directing for Shelley. I'm excited. I can't believe we've only got around two weeks to go now until show week. So it's all coming together. Um, but I think we're getting there. We are getting there. The kids are brilliant. And I've got to remind myself that they are kids. <laughs> they do have schools to go to. And I'm like, come on, you've got to practice. Um, but no, it's going to get there. It's going to look great. It is so sassy, it's so funny, it's full of energy. It's just something that'll make you wanna dance as well. Uh, I'm sure the end, well, the end song that we're gonna have like a massive epic ending. So just wanna join in with some fun. Uh, expect a lot of pink, a lot of glitter, um, and lots of funny, witty lines as well. It's a funny show. It is a funny show. I, it's probably one of our favorites. My co, um, Ryan and I, um, we absolutely love that, that show. Um, Broadway and West End, because we do love Sheridan Smith scene. Oh, yeah. She's one of our faves as well, definitely. Um, so musical theatre. So you did, you were at the atrium. Yes. Um, what kind of, did you do musicals at the atrium or was it mainly drama? Um, have you got any favourite musicals? I know this is a really hard question. <laughs> so I would say that I'm not really musical theatre trained as such. Um, Priyana, who's co-directing, she's more of the singing coach as well on this. Um, but then we come together with the dance and then the acting. So it's a team effort. Um, but I think, although it sounds really cheesy, I think my favourite musical is Legally Blonde. So we went to see this ooh, a couple of years ago in Everest with me and Rihanna, and we just fell in love with the show. I had no idea what the film was about because I hadn't watched it at that point, but it's brilliant. And then we saw this, uh, the version that went on tour last year, and then it all came about with Shirley, would you like to do Legally Blonde? And we were like, guys, we already know the words. So uh, yeah, it all came together. So would you say, so um, you went to Aberystwyth, you lived in Aberystwyth, you were in the, society, the musical theatre society uh, performing mm -hmm. there. Would you say you, you kind of, the musical or the performance like came in in primary school with the year, the ASAD thought? Or, oh, yeah. you know, have, is that where you've been involved in throughout, you know, what age did you start? Yeah, so mostly it was dance when I started. I think I was around three and I used to watch S Club 7. I was obsessed. So I'd learn every dance routine. I'd pretend that I was on top of the pops. Uh, used to do little shows at home. And then, uh, yeah, so I went to dance class. Um, so trained with that for years, did modern and tap. And then the acting came afterwards, really. Um, but yeah, I used to do <laughs> a lot of random dance competitions. I was on Blue Peter dancing with the Sugar Babes. It was all crazy. Amazing. Um, yeah. I've also got four Blue Peter badges, which I'm really proud of. Four? Yes, four. 
One of them's gold. Mm, I know. I'm intrigued to know how you got these now. Okay, uh, so the first one, I was on the show and I was a Sugar Babes uh, backing dancer. Uh, the other one, the blue one, what did I do? Um, oh, I did like a little picture. Uh, the green one was a recycling one. I did a poem about recycling. I just wanted the badge. And then uh, <laughs> the gold 50th anniversary. So there's only 50 in the world. And I wrote a massive letter saying how Blue Peter's changed my life. Amazing. That's amazing, though. That sounds so no, it's not. Four blue beater badges. Yeah. I mean, that's like incredible. That is incredible. So, um, have you done any musicals in the past? I've, I've taught them. I've been. So, I've done Greatest Showman. I've done School of Rock. I'm sure there's been. So, I teach as well every Saturday. We've got uh, the Welsh Club with Menteca Eve. Um, so we've got loads of primary school kids, there's around a hundred of them. So me and Rihanna, we always write a new musical for them every term. So I suppose it's a lot of that as well yeah, gone into it. Um, but yeah, we did school productions as well. Nothing massive, but um, but obviously drew it um, by the Welsh language. Fantastic. And we will put the link to the ticket, uh, to the website, to Shelley Norton's website, where the tickets can be purchased. I just think everyone should book their tickets. Uh, the kids are fantastic. And also, it's so exciting because the Talent Shack is going to get a new um, rigged seating. We're the first cast and show to perform in the new space, which is really exciting. We didn't actually think it was going to happen, but it's all come together. So if you want to see the first ever show in the Talent Shack, this is the one to come and see. Thank you so much for joining us this evening, Tristan. And big, big break a leg for show week. Thank you. Um, and yes. Exciting. We'll hope to have you back on the show for your future yes. performances as well. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Huge thanks to everyone at the Talent Shack for uh, taking part in the interviews with Joe. And tickets are available at shellynorton.co.uk. It runs from the 27th to the 29th of this month. So don't hang about. Head over there now and get your tickets. Yeah.
was I Want to Spend My Lifetime Loving You, which is a 1998 song written by James Horner and lyricist Will Jennings for the 1998 film The Mask of Zorro, which is the main theme. And it's sang by Tina Arena and also J-Lo's ex-husband, Mark Antony, which is interesting. Is it? <laughs> um, it was released in uh, Europe as a single, uh, reached number three in France, number four in the Netherlands, number nine in Belgium, and number 34 in Switzerland. A bit of news regarding Zorro the musical as well. So on the 23rd of February, they are performing a concert version of that in Cadogan Hall with Ricardo Alfonso. And then at the Hope Mill Theatre in Manchester, they will be performing Zorro the Musical from the 14th of March to the 18th of April, um, which stars, get ready, Anthony Costa. Ah. Blue. Blue, of course. Now, that is interesting. Crazy. Crazy times. Yeah, absolutely. But on to our musical of the week. Yes. yes Ryan. Yes. Grease. So, Grease was first performed in the 1971 in the original Kingston Mines nightclub in Chicago. And then it opened off-Broadway at the Eden Theatre in downtown Manhattan on February the 14th, 1972. Now, although Greece opened geographically off-Broadway, it did so under first-class Broadway contracts, which is quite cool. And the show was deemed eligible then for the 1972 Tony Awards, receiving seven Tony Award nominations. And mm-hmm. on... And on June the 7th, 1972, the production moved to the Broadhurst Theatre on Broadway. And on November the 21st, it moved again to the Royal Theatre, where it ran until the 27th of January, 1980. Uh, For the five final weeks of the run, the show moved to the larger Majestic Theatre. By the time it closed on April the 13th, in 1980, it had run for 3,388 performances. A full staging of Grease made its London debut at the New London Theatre in June 1973 with a cast that included Richard Gere, the Broadway understudy as Danny, Stacey Gregg as Sandy, Stephen Bent as Roger, Jackie Ancar as Rizzo and Derek James as Doody. And then later on, Paul Nicholas and our fave Elaine Page, who had both been performing in the production of Hair, took over the leads. And from... The ABC Network's Grease, which was the recorded live um, show. This is We Go Together. Yeah. 
The Robert Stigwood organisation adapted Grease into a 1978 feature film directed by Randall Kleiser and choreographed by Patricia Birch. Three performers from the stage version carried over to the cast. Yep. Jamie Donnelly reprised her role as Jan. John Travolta performed as the lead Danny Zuko, while Jeff Conaway played Kanicki. And then they had Olivia Newton-John cast as Sandy. Um, and to accommodate the casting move, the character's nationality was rewritten, because um, obviously Olivia Newton-John is from Australia. Uh, and two songs were added. The big band inspired You're the One That I Want and the ballad Hopelessly Devoted to You. Ooh, I think I know which one we're going to play. That was, of course, You're the One I Want from the film Grease, uh, which was a major success for both Stigwood and Paramount Pictures, who re-released the film several times. The film's soundtrack made international hits out of several of the songs. Paramount also produced a sequel, Grease 2, and followed a younger class of students at Rydell High School. Uh, 
Greece too was both a critical failure and, while barely profitable, a financial disappointment given the high expectations set by the original film. No more will turn back the hands of time from Greece 2. It is such a cheesy song and a cheesy soundtrack to be honest. And I know it didn't do well, but I do love a bit of Greece. I do love Greece and I love Greece 2. Um 
random random thought random convo but um right a couple of months weeks ago I went to a friend's wedding and the DJ was taking requests and there was a group of us that were all from um Wales Millennium Centre having a bit of fun and um we asked the lady if she had Greece too and she did uh so we near enough performed the whole soundtrack I think um just us on the dance floor no one else I can imagine uh, guests looking at us like what are they doing <laughs> well I, I would have done the same I know I know but you know what another cheesy musical number is I'm sure you're gonna tell me Unchained Melody from Ghost the Musical you know what what I love you I really love you Ditto. Sam, why do you do that? Do what? <laughs> Never mind. Hey, hey, what? No, don't even try. It's not going to work. Oh, Molly, my darling. Good for your touch. Oh, such a long, lonely time. It's not working. And time, time goes by so slowly. And time, time can do so. definitely was cheesy and now it's time for our Showstopper Sunday and this week we have the King and I's Shall We Dance Oh it's very exciting when you're young and you're sitting on a small gilt chair your eyes lowered terrified you'll be a wallflower and then you see two black shoes a white waistcoat a face it speaks we've just been introduced i do not know you well but when the music 
music started, something drew me to your side. So many men and girls are in each other's arms. It made me think we might be similarly occupied. Shall we dance on a bright cloud of music? Shall we fly? Shall we dance? Shall we then say goodnight and mean goodbye? Why do you stop? You dance pretty. Go on, go on, no, 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 go on. Your, your Majesty, I didn't realize I was. Well, after all, I'm not a dancing girl. In England, we don't. That is, a girl would not dance while a man was looking at her. But she will dance with a strange man holding hands, etc., etc., etc. Yes, not always a strange man, sometimes a very good friend. Good. We dance together. You show me. You teach, you teach. Well, it's quite simple, the polka. You count one, two, three, and one, two, three, and one, two, three, and... Shall we dance? One, two, three, and... On a bright cloud of music, shall we fly? One, two, three, and... Shall we dance? One, two, three, and... Shall we then say goodnight and mean goodbye? One, two, three, and... Oh, perchance, when the last little star has left the sky... <laughs> Shall we still be together with our arms around each other? And shall you be my new romance? On the clear understanding that this kind of thing can happen. Shall we dance? Shall we dance? Shall we dance? One, two, three, and one, two, three, and one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two. Oh, what's wrong? I know, I know, I forget. And this time I remember. <laughs> One, two, three, and one, two, three, and one, two, three, and splendid, your majesty. Splendid. Ah, you have thrown me off count. No, no, no. But this is not right, James. Not the way I see your peons dancing tonight. Yes, it was. It was just like that. No. Why not holding two hands like this? No. No, as a matter of fact... Was like this? No? Yes.
Oh, I love that. And that is all we've got time for this week. A huge thank you to all the guys that we uh, interviewed who are uh, putting on Legally Blonde. We're really, really looking forward to that. And uh, to see us out this evening, this is the finale from Annie Get Your Gun. <laughs>